What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Side Stage. This is Chris, and I got my other host, Keaton, here. How we doing, man? Pretty good. You? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, it's been uh, two weeks since we filmed an episode, or filmed or recorded, or whatever. Uh, I sat down for, honestly, what I thought was going to be about 30 minutes of me talking about a guitar last week, and it was a whopping 12 minutes, so if you listen to that, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. It was kind of boring, but... It was a filler episode because we couldn't really get together last week, so it is what it is, you know? All right, so we were kind of talking about this earlier, and uh, we're really into, like, top fives, so today, top five fast foods, go. Top five, okay. Well, I think we got to make a list, like a power ranking, so nope. I'm going to throw one out, though. Has to be on it, McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. Because McDonald's is a, is a staple. I mean, and then my personal favorite, cookout. Cookout is number two on my list. Now, we are uh, south-southeast, so a lot of people, if y'all listen to this, you're not going to hear about Cookout or know what Cookout is. But if you come... And you're missing out, it's the greatest fast food restaurant in America, hands down. So, we're going to put Cookout number one then? Nope. Okay. So, what do you got? In Japan, there was a kind of a fast food restaurant called Yoshinoya. It was amazing. And that's my number one. Well, what do they serve? It's like beef bowls, like... Um, like Kind of shaved like roast beef with rice, onions, and all kinds of Dude, good flavorings and that stuff. Does sound phenomenal. It was a- amazing. There's this actually, is America. Actually, <laughs> out, well, you know what? So there are cookouts going number one. Well, there is one in California. Shoot, so let's go to Cali. I'm going here in about a month, so I will see you, Yoshinoya. Also, Coco's Curry. I will see you there too. Okay, well, we're making the top five, so we'll just put that number one because it sounds phenomenal. And I think great. I would love to eat it. So cookouts coming in at number two. And a hard number two. There's a big a big separation between number two and three on my list. Because okay, cookout is true. For the price, you can't get any better. Yeah. But have you ever had a milkshake that you can add forty ingredients to? <laughs> I mean Dude, I, I had a friend who went there one time and he was like, I want every ingredient in that milkshake. Dude, they'll try. No, they did it. It was so much of that flavoring, it like burnt his mouth. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, well, like I said, we're going to try to keep this short and sweet. So we have whatever that restaurant was. Sorry, I can't remember that name. I got to eat there at least once before it comes out, you know, cleanly. Uh, I meant like my mouth, you know, enunciating it. <laughs> so that cookout, like I said, Mickey D's has got to be in there because it's just a staple. I'm going to put Mickey D's at, at four because I always feel like trash after eating there. But it is good. I always feel like trash, too. I even feel like trash on this next one, Taco Bell. I just feel like for I some reason. Taco Bell. Got through Taco Bell in there. It's been there for us when we were at our lowest, you know. <laughs> this Crunch Wrap so Supremes. Maybe Crunch Burritos. Are we putting uh, Taco Bell ahead of McDonald's? 100%. So let's go with four or five. Because like, there's got to be a three that's better than both Taco Bell and McDonald's. I've actually been into Wendy's a lot lately. That four for four, man, you can't beat it. And they got yeah. the five dollar biggie bag. You can't be. I kind of feel, you know, Wendy's, and they're adding breakfast. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of was a knock on them, but now I'm kind of feeling. And this is an honorable mention. I love Arby's. I love some Arby's too, though. It's just so good. But see, their but price, I top, think, kind of so knocks expensive. it out a little yep. bit of the top five. You know, Arby's. If you hear this, lower your freaking prices. <laughs> uh, used to have five for five roast beef. Make it a five for five, but like, like five for six, seven or something. Yeah, like that. add, you know, more than just roast beef, you know. Like well, then, like well, then they did like the five for some, five for like six beef and cheddars and everything. Yeah. All right, so we're going with Yoshinori. I don't know, was my close? Yoshinoya. Yoshinoya, cookout, Wendy's, 
Taco Bell, McDonald's. Taco Bell, McDonald's. I, I agree think, with that. I think we can. Pretty solid. All right. Well, that's our first side stage power ranking, ranking for <laughs> fast food. It could be a moving target. <laughs> if any of y'all so, guys have some ideas, let us know. Next week, we'll find another stupid subject to rank. Um, but uh, all right, So this week, I actually got a random follow on our Twitter um, from this band uh, called Bystander. And I try to listen to all the bands that follow us. I know a lot of bands just follow us, honestly, so they'll get a follow back. I get that. Uh, but I'll try to listen to them. And most of them are pretty good. Um, you know, this, that, and the other. But this band, Bystander, followed followed us. And um, I clicked on their stuff and loved it. It's uh, I get a lot of old school kind of Whitechapel vibes a little bit. Um, on Twitter, they describe themselves as aggressive American metal from the Pacific Northwest. Nice. Their debut EP, A Controlled Narrative, is out now on every um, streaming platform. Um, you click on their their link in their um, Twitter bio, and it just has a list of everywhere you can get their music. It's pretty impressive. Man, when you get them on here, I'm just curious if like that's politically charged. What? Just the sound of it, bystander, and then having the, the album name. A controlled narrative, control yeah. Narrative. It might be. You know, I'm just curious. But I um, I messaged know. the uh, vocalist, um, because I, I've been wanting to, the whole object of this podcast was to talk about music, to find bands, showcase bands. If we can get one person to hear this band, then we've done our job. You know what I'm saying? So I messaged their vocalist, and I said, yo, man, I'm really digging your sound. You guys are awesome. And he was super gracious. He was like, man, he's like, I can't thank you enough for, like, listening to it we were trying our best to get people to hear this um so i was like do you mind if we play a clip of your music on the podcast and he's like dude that would be amazing because we have to have it their permit their written not written but their permission to play the music on the podcast uh, for fair use and legal copyright rules and stuff um so i just found a pretty sick little portion of uh, their song their title track, a controlled narrative. Um, and tell us what you think, and we get a good little clip of them. Good suck this. pretty sick that was really sick. sound really tight they do and that that's when because a lot of these bands that follow us i didn't really i didn't even look at their follower count before we were just talking about this before the podcast and uh they uh most of these bands have like no followers or whatever or very few and i'll click and listen to their stuff and i'm like it's good but it could be better this band i mean they're, they're the production value they're yeah they sound great uh i'd like to know if those are sampled drums or not so when we tag you guys in this, if you do listen to it, hit me up, let me know. Because if they're not sampled, they're recorded very well. I was thinking that, I mean, like I said, I thought it was tight. They sound tight as a unit already, but the drums for me, whatever reason, stuck yeah. out a little bit. So Their vocalist is good, man. His, his lows are It almost sick, sounds like dude. the two different vocalists. I know yeah. when you're like, I guess, that talented, that skilled, and you're going to have that range. But for a moment, I'm like, is that is that two different guys? Like, Is it? Do we know? I think it's just one. I think it's one. the guy I talked well, dude, to was shout the out to you, man. And I think it's I'm pretty sure it's just him. Yeah. Um yeah, they're they're good, man. I hey, I really liked them. 
Also, shout out. I know we're trying to get call-ins. I mean, if they want to even reach out even more, let's see if we can get them on. And yeah, they can even talk about how maybe they produce, because it could be self-produced, I'm assuming, or whomever it produced it. It might be, it yeah. That's what, I'll, get, I'll get in touch with them. Because uh, we're trying to learn that ourselves, so they could be teaching us as well. Yeah, you I'll... Know. I'll uh, that's a good idea, man. I'll uh, I'll get in touch with them, see if they want to call in next time we do a podcast and just have a five, ten minute conversation yeah. on their new album, her new EP. Uh but yeah, man, that was uh that's bystander. Go check out their new EP, uh, Controlled Narrative and let them know what you think, man. They're in my opinion, they're solid. I really enjoy them. Um but so that is our first and guaranteed not last band shout out. So um or okay. showcase, whatever. Um, so hit them up. Next on the thing is, okay, so I've been listening to, um, you told you a couple weeks ago, you had me look up Billy's to listen for the review, listen to Billy strings, new album. And I've been listening to it more and more. Um, and it's amazing. Uh, but then I seen a video of him with Marcus and Marcus King At the, um, I shared it on our Twitter the other yep. day. Marcus King at the uh, Carvin, um, dang, what's that? Carvin Vintage Guitars in Nashville. That, I went to that place when I went there. Um, but they filmed videos in this one room, and uh, they were playing a couple songs. Man. So I'm really curious because they're both going to be uh, Merle Fest yep. on Friday. Yep. So I'm really wondering if. They'll might Billy do something will be together. on his stage, or Marcus yeah. will come on At least for one stage. or two songs, yeah. Yeah, kind of, because I think that would be a pretty cool experience. I still got to get off for that Friday, because that's the one I want to go to. I think I'm just going to try to go one day. Yeah, luckily I'm off every Friday, so kinda I'm right. definitely going to that. So I'm trying to figure out how to line that up and ask off for work or whatever, because that's the one that I'm eyeballing right now. Because, I mean, Thursday, there's Willie Nelson's going to be there, I believe. But well, I wanted to I see just, Willie really bad, but now that I've found these other guys and really started liking mm-hmm. them, I don't want to go I just Thursday. don't think you're going to get, because, you know, they've expanded that um, – festival over and over again and you can set there's not as many acts on thursday yeah um i don't think it's going to be in like full force if that makes any sense where i think friday you're going to get is, everything you're going to get the Willie, you know the main showcase act why is he playing on thursday that don't make no sense i don't know it's kind of i think in all honesty and i don't really know about the people who set this up and they may know if we ever figure out how to maybe get in contact with them just talk about what it takes yeah. to set up something like this because it was a very rooted extremely rooted festival when it came to be and i know a lot of like traditionalists and stuff they were pretty you know not saying they don't like Willie, but kind of when it started going this way almost taken back by it because it's like yeah. well this ain't traditional bluegrass this ain't traditional folk so it could be a possibility it's like you know people who want to go there for the whole day spend the whole day and see all the bands and all the folk bands because like i said they have a really good now with like billy strings and like marcus king because marcus king is not really folk dude no he's like bluesy bluesy yeah bluesy folk country is kind and, of the way i would like describe his music and billy strings is a very almost like i, I know new grass is a term that's been used for many years but kind of like the new new grass like, yeah because you know, at first, when the first few songs I listened to, it's just him and a guitar with a banjo, yep. maybe a mandolin. But then later on in his album, they has some electric guitar in there. Yep. Um, the song... But that's what I was just saying. I think it, maybe they're putting like Willie and these big headliners, give them their own date. So someone who just wants to come and see good old Willie, yeah. they can just behave almost like a normal you know, normal headlining concert, tour. Yeah. You know, Four or five shows that night, you see your headliner, call it quits, you go home. And then they get into the more maybe traditional kind of festivities. The real Merle Fest attendees starting are going to be, Friday yeah, through Sunday. That makes sense. 
I mean, we would, we don't know that. It's all speculation, but yeah. But uh, his Billy String song "Away from the Mire," oh, dude, the song's like six minutes long. I know for a fact I've listened to it four times this morning. Nice, like dude, he's talented. So man. Good, That's a very man. good album, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, it's award winning already. And Is the it? dude's young. He's well, there's young. there's some videos of uh, Marcus King not together, but Marcus King and Billy Strings. They just played the Grand Ole Opry recently. That's awesome. He did the song uh, "Dust in a Baggy." Have you heard that? I have not. It's about crystal meth. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, uh, he breaks out in an acoustic guitar solo. Dude. I'm, it's insane. I saw our homeboy, Eric Church. And I said homeboy because he's local. I saw him at the Grand Ole Opry. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you, Thurman. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike Eric Church. He's made good music, but it's just not my kind of country music. Yeah. You know? Um, but... He's clearly extremely famous. People love it, so, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of just on the same topic of what we're listening to, um, I always love doing the Friday. I call it Friday binges. So I go to my iTunes. I look it up. It's like recommended. And it kind of tries to base it off of everything you've listened to. Yeah. And then, of course, if you have albums downloaded or artists downloaded, it's going to show you any kind of their new stuff. So um, this week, Dance Gavin Dance dropped a new song. Very interesting. Can Let's I be can I be much. honest? I wish I liked that band. Dude. But I've never got it. I'm gonna be like so I'll listen to it. I I mean there's some of the stuff I really like and some of the stuff is kind of a miss for me, but they put an album out in twenty eighteen. They put the same album the same album with no vocals and both, you know, twenty eighteen, did the same thing in twenty nineteen, and now they have another album coming out in twenty twenty. So they're they're pumping years, them out, yeah, man. pumping them out, and then they had one in 2016. So 2017 was the only year, and I think that's with that new because you were talking about this because I don't know the history of the band. They had an old singer or whatever, Johnny Craig, yeah. So that's just four albums with this most recent singer. That's insane amount. Like I know this sounds crazy. I'm not dissing it because I mean I enjoyed the single they put out. I enjoyed their last album, um, but sometimes like you gotta give some room to breathe. You know, you don't want to crowd your sound if that makes any sense, but. Hey, do you, you know, if, yeah. if that's what well, you want to do and you love I mean, writing. They've and, been one of the more consistent bands over the last, even with lineup changes, they've been really consistent yeah. over the last 10 years. And that, that's one of those things I respect it. I, I've never gotten it, though. What is it called? Progressive? Is that the way they play the guitars and stuff? I can't remember. Prog I know or whatever, it, yeah. But it's, they had it's a song true. called Lemon Meringue Tie when Johnny Craig was there that I really liked. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I'm just... Someone, if you listen to this and you really like Dance Gavin Dance, message me and tell me what I need to be looking for. I, I honestly don't get it. No. I like them. I, don't know. I can know. play. They, they released a single, I think, last year. I can't remember if it showed up on the album called Headhunter. Mm -hmm. Check that one out because it, it's pretty nasty. Like yeah. It's pretty sick. And But just to kind of go through all the other ones I listened to, because this is a pretty big Friday. Uh, Knuckle Puck, ever heard of them? Heck yeah, dude. Knuckle Puck's so awesome. They dropped a new song. Did they? Yep. So, and what's weird is I downloaded their prior albums, but for some reason, because, you know, we're both from that kind of like punk, pop, you know, rock when we grew up, and they really do hammer home that sound. And um, this new song, again, same thing. And um, what do you think about the Copacetic album? That's my favorite. That's what I'm saying. I haven't dove into them yet. It's that, weird. I downloaded the albums when I was like looking for, yeah. you know, just that kind of sound and et cetera. And then for whatever reason, I never really gave them the time of day. But this new single I really like. So now it's, you know, sometimes this is what happens. It's like you don't hear, it could be like four albums later and you just hear one mm -hmm. single 
and you're like, wait a minute, you know, I've heard of these guys, but I haven't. Well, gave then you them get then you get mad that you're not into yeah. them earlier. You're like, are you kidding That's me? Kind of uh, the whole like zebra head thing I was yeah. saying about. Um, the other one is it's kind of the same way as All Time Low. Still not really like a huge fan of All Time Low, but they dropped another song this past week called Sleeping In, and it's a straight up Blink. Like it's yeah. it's pretty like almost like a call out to old Blink, which I well, thought they was really with cool. With Blink, they've done some stuff yep. with Blink. And then him, Mark Hoppus is really good friends with um, the lead singer, Alex, whatever. Yeah, because then they... And they got their own band, yeah, Simple Creatures. Thought, yeah. um, the Amity Affliction. Amity Affliction, yeah. Or Amity. They dropped a new album. Um, I've been listening to it. Is it good? I, I think haven't got a chance to listen to it yet. I haven't listened to a lot of them like over and over again, but if I'm not mistaken, their last album, I don't think resonated too well with fans. Like definitely hardcore fans, because I think it went a little softer, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Or this album, I think they're bringing it back home. Really? So I would be curious if there's any fans out there that come out and say anything on those sides. I know um, it's gotten a lot of hype on on Twitter. Um, I've been seeing a lot yeah. between my personal Twitter and this side, then this podcast uh, Twitter. I mean, I follow a lot of the same music acts, mm-hmm. but when it comes to not musical stuff, I mean, it's one hundred. The spectrum's one hundred percent different. <laughs> but even like across the whole thing, it's been getting a lot of. Yeah, I've actually hits. listened to a little bit. Um, for whatever reason, the song called Forever really got I stuck on it for a while. The other ones, like All My Friends Are Dead and Suck Me in the... Those are the ones are pretty hard. I think about Suck Me in the Bleach, sorry. I had a lot to listen to, by the way. So I'm diving into this so we can just get you know through them. Ever heard of Biffy Clyro? No. So he dropped a new song. Um, it's a three-piece band. I believe they're Scottish. That's wild. Um, different. If anybody listens to Biffy out there, um, they've always been kind of different in a way, as in they're kind of like a rock band, but their music can be, I don't know, it ranges, I guess you can say, in whatever instruments they may use and whatever sound they may produce. But their new song, they dropped um, Instant History. I actually like it quite a bit. It's almost anthemic, like an anthem. Um, Yeah. And then um, two more, actually three more. The Word Alive dropped a new album. I don't know if you listen to them. Dude, they have... Uh, did you ever listen to... Um, um, oh, what is that band? Oh, my goodness. It's... Um, oh, dude, I, my mind's going to blank. Continue, I'll think Sorry. about it. Sorry. But uh, they actually wrote a song called K period F period. Or KF. Yeah, it's about the vocalist. That's yep. what I was talking about of... Um, um, we Came, we as, came Romans. as Romans. There we yes. go, yeah. It's, and a it's pretty about good him song. dying. Yeah, yep. I've seen We Came as Romans shared yep. that. Same, but yeah, that was a pretty good album. I listened to it at least front and back once. It's pretty solid. Um, and then, because of your hype, Ghost Inside. Dude. I've been listening to uh, was it Dear Youth and Get What You Give. Um, I know it's kind of. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or I was just telling you. There's a lot more melody I thought than yeah. in that band than. And I'm not talking about like just vocal melodies, but just like their guitar parts. Yeah. Like there's certain parts almost like you think cleans are coming, and they're not always cleans. This is not their cleans, but it spits really well. And for whatever reason, I was sleeping on them too. So I've been really enjoying their stuff. I'm trying to hit the gym more to try to get in shape. And for whatever reason, I always put the ghost inside. It works, man. It's been working pretty they, well. Um, like I said, they've been one of my favorite bands since the moment I heard them. Yeah. And the first time I seen them live was the Ghost Inside, Hundredth, D's Nuts. <laughs> um, somebody else who was it who was it who was it, who was it? I don't remember who it was but uh, at the brewery in um, Raleigh 
North Carolina. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. It was when the Returners album came out, and they sounded, I'm not kidding you, exactly like it did on the album. That's awesome. And I was stage diving like crazy, and uh, <laughs> Vigil, the vocalist, I was about, to, I was on the side of the stage about to run a stage dive, and he pointed at me and called me to the middle of the stage, and the breakdown of, uh, oh my gosh, I'm the worst. My mind's not working today. It's, the lyrics are, well, I'll see you when the sun sets. Uh he called me over and gave me the microphone and had his arm around me while I did the whole vocals for the whole breakdown of that song. And it's like a minute Dude, and a half. Did you get that on video? No. I mean, that was, that was like that 2006. Oh, man. It was one of the best moments of my life. Seriously. I would assume so. Oh, it was great, man. And to finish mine up, and then we can move on to our next segment, is uh, Asking Alexandria dropped a new one. Um, I'm assuming you're still going to that show with us. Yeah. I need to – I got that yeah. money I need to give you, by the way. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, it's very – their sound from what it used to be is just completely different at this point in time. Um, sounds good. I like it, but it's not like they used to be very metalcore outfit. It's, yeah. it's rock now. It's heavy rock. Also, was, I can't think of the word ethnic rock almost, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like it's very, I, I, we'll leave it there. And then I actually visited Tremonti, a dying machine again. And if you get the chance, you got to listen to it from the beginning to the end. I won't. It's I'm just being honest. a concept album. Yep. I don't. I don't he like wrote it. a book about it, <laughs> and I still think to this day he's one of easily one of the best songwriters, minds, and best guitarists out there. Um, the dude's nasty. He does lead vocals on this album, um, and I actually trying to comprehend and think about what he's saying because it's really cool. Because from what I've gathered, I haven't read the book, and I'd like to get the book. Um, he talks. It's more or less. Which I know this is going to be a deep before we move on real quick deep conversation, not deep subject, not conversation because we don't have time these days. But singularity, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's where man and machine become one. Um, yeah. and I think the album is kind of based, you know, on that almost kind of like a Terminator situation, and like some of the songs he actually writes from two perspectives, from my understanding of like an artificial intelligence slash whatever, talking to the human. And the AI is programmed to always just more or less say that they more or less love and have to follow the human's orders, et cetera, et cetera, where the human doesn't trust the AI. And then from my like, understanding of this whole album, it, it, crap just hits the fan is what I've gathered. And it's almost like it seems like a huge just conflict between man and machine at yeah. one point in history, which a lot of people, if you listen out there, think it's just a matter of time before that actually happens to our like. There's, Joe Rogan did an episode talking um, about that. So and, it's uh, really, it's pretty interesting. And then like he wraps up the album kind of the same way. Um, and if y'all haven't heard out there, if you're Tremonti fans, I know this is funny because there's, there are Creed fans, even though they don't admit it. And then there's Alter Bridge fans, but the majority of them are always Tremonti fans. But if you haven't listened to solo work, give it a listen. I mean, he has like four albums that are all, I think, great. So Yeah. All right. So next segment, we're going to get into some gear talk uh, today. And it's actually not hardware gear today. Uh, that's weird. Um, if you are into music production whatsoever, and if you are into heavy music, you more than likely know who Will Putney is. I've talked about him on here multiple times. He is my favorite producer. Also produced the Ghost Inside's new album, which is, oh, I can't wait. It's like it's like all the stars are aligning when it comes to that. Um but, By the way, I'm just want to throw this out there, put a little pull. I definitely think there's going to be more cleans on this new Ghost Inside. Oh, I I, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, 
But um, Will Putney teamed up with the guys from STL Tonality to make a guitar plug-in suite uh, for any type of work DAW workstation to record. And let me tell you something. A lot of these plugins, you really have to tweak and work them hard to get a usable mix quality guitar sound out of these amp sims and everything. Well, this plugin, it has, we'll start it from left to right. It has a, has a noise gate in it automatically. You can control the threshold old, which is fantastic. You have to have a gate if you're going to record high gain stuff. Uh, you have four guitar amps, one bass amp. Um, four guitar cabs, one bass cab, and an external IR loader, meaning if you have like a cab sim from that you really like that you think is better than anything out there, you can load it into this program and use it. So it's really nice. Um, then you have some, some pedals. You have a distortion, delay, and reverb pedal, uh, stomp box section. And then there's a bunch of cool modes. You have uh, mixer mode. Uh, you have normal mode and mixer mode. In mixer mode, uh, you can get in and select two amps and blend them how you want them to be, to really dial in a really cool sound. But my favorite part of this is the presets. He has all of his guitar and bass tones that he thinks work really well. Then you have album tones. You have guitar tones from all of the not all of them, but a lot of the albums he's produced. Like a lot, he has two or three counterparts albums, two or three knock or both knock loose albums. All these other, I mean, you get the exact guitar tone those guys used on that album, and it it's fantastic. But right now, I'm just gonna got my guitar hooked up, and maybe we'll go through um, a few of the amps and just get the sounds and everything, and see how you guys think about it. Right now, we're amp one, cab one. My guitar is, we're just running through my telly right now. It's in drop D. It's not going to be that low, but it's, it's all right. It sounds like this. Like that is a very usable tone straight out of the box. That's the first thing that shows up when you open this plug-in. My favorite is amp one cab two and amp two cab two, but here's amp one cab two. But then, I mean, you can get in these other amps, and I'm just going to run cab two because it's my favorite on the other amps, but amp two, and they're based off of other ones. That first amp is a um, 5150, um, amp two is an Ubershaw, and the other two, I'm not 100% positive what they are, but they really just kick the sounds butt, man. It, uh, here's amp two. Amp three. I suck at guitar. Amp four. Like, what do you think about it? I mean, it's pretty usable sound directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, I like it. it yeah. Makes things easy too. It really does. You plug a guitar directly into an interface and you just go. And you can... And I'm assuming 
you could cheat a little bit because of the what, the, like you were telling, you're playing a Mexican made Fender Telly right now, you know? Yeah. You can't tell. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, because it's so high gain, yeah, it's just so. pushed. Uh, but on each one of these amps, you can um, tweak every single parameter. It's not, they're not hard dialed in. You can change every parameter. You can, in each one of these amps, you can even change the preamp section with whatever tubes you want 6L6s, EL34s, uh, just stuff like that. But my favorite thing is I'm going to go over here to the um, album tones, and you can hear, like, here's a different shade of blue by um, Knocked oh. Loose. Like, sounds, of course, they're, they play in, like, drop A or G sharp. So clearly it's going to sound a little different, but the tone is exactly the same. Uh, if you come down to Laugh Tracks, their first album. See, I mean, it sounds 100% different. It's all these tones. And then my favorite two, um, if you get down to Counterparts, Tragedy Will Find Us. Where is it at? He's like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> Here it is. Tragedy Will Find Us, uh, Counterparts album. And that's really cool because I can probably get the closest to their album tones through what I'm playing right now because they play in uh, drop C or D standard. So it's just a step, whole step lower than where I'm at right now. So it's not like... These other ones, I'm, you're going to have to drop a guitar real low for that, but I can get as close as I can to the counterpart stuff. Um, and then You're Not You Anymore, they're not their newest, but their second newest album. This is the last tone we'll do, but this is my favorite just because I love counterparts. But uh, <laughs> it just sounds awesome, man. It's just crazy how versatile this yep. plug-in really is. And I haven't even plugged my bass into it yet to hear the bass tones yeah. are out of it. But I it, mean, it's got to be awesome. If the guitar is this good, it has to be. I think a lot we were alluding to gear talk, gear heads, and all that stuff. It, we are in the age of digital modulation. So 100%. Yeah. And this stuff is making it a lot easier for up and comers or, like you said, just trying to, even if you just have a favorite band and you want to learn their songs and mimic their sound. Like, well, th this plugin is $150. Yeah, and I got I mean, it on it's... I got it on sale for ninety. They do sales all the time. That's crazy. But here's that last thing, the last you're not you anymore tone. I mean it's as usable as a tone can possibly be. Heck yeah. I love it, man. I'm pumped up about it. I heard really a lot of good things about it, and I really I've wanted it for a long time, and I finally just I bit the bullet and I bought it. <laughs> Kills it, cause I mean, dude, I don't have thousands of dollars to spend yep. on these high gain. I really would love a um, PV5150. I can't afford one. Well, here's one in here. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying. Yep. Um, now, given like I said, it's not going to have the the warmth of a tone from a real tube amp, but I mean, dude, when it's in a mix, you're not hearing that junk. Yeah. You know, but that concludes our gear talk today. If you are into this at all, buy that plug-in. It is amazing. But, uh, so yeah. So what's up? What's up?
Nah. Uh, well, next transition because we were both kind of talking about this, and we're always trying to um, better ourselves, more or less. I'm gonna um, preface this with you just heard on the last two podcasts that I suck at guitar. <laughs> but um, we're both looking to take lessons again, and um, expand our horizons and our skills, hopefully. Um. Yeah, I know you've had your first lesson. So yeah, how'd man. it go? It went great. I'm gonna, and the thing is, like, I got play guitar for a long time, but I've really taken it a lot more seriously in the last year because life happens. I didn't play guitar for about five or six Same years, here. and that. But it's like, I'm I'm so glad I'm back into it. I dove headfirst into it, and I, I'm I love it so much. But now I just want to be better, right? Right. So, but I I know a lot of stuff about guitar. I know how to play basic rhythm stuff, just as basic as basic can be. So I went into this lesson honestly nervous, like, and I kept telling Megan I was nervous. She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I'm afraid he's gonna <laughs> tell me I suck or something." I don't know. Uh, but I went in nervous, man. Um, but he sat down. He's really cool. He's like, "So what do you know?" And I was like, "Enough to get me in trouble," you know. Um, so we went over just basic stuff, and and I've realized technique is what's holding me back more than anything. Uh, but we went over just basic major scales and the proper way to play them and the way a lot of technique was actually talked about more than anything. But uh, we wrote it down. I have notes and everything, and I've been really practicing. And in two days, or no, yet I took it yesterday, so today it, I can already tell a big difference in confidence in playing too. Yep. So, I mean, I'm really excited about it. They're not expensive. They're only 30 minutes a week. Um, but, and that's the thing about guitar lessons across the board. And I don't know if how it price ranges from wherever you may be all the way in Northwest from um, bystanders. For instance, if they took guitar lessons when they were growing up, like it could be $50, you know, for a 30-minute yeah. lesson. Who knows? But... I know a lot of people talk about bang for your buck, and it's like 20 bucks for 30 minutes. That's kind of like, but at the end of well, the day. Well, the thing is, anything longer than 30 minutes is getting kind of redundant because it's up to you to practice right. it to get better. That, that's what it was, that's the key for 30 minutes to guitar. hand you the assignments, yep. show you something, go home and practice it, yep. see you next week. And I mean, that's kind of why I was wanting to dive back in is because I can play guitar. The majority of the songs that I, I like, um, minus most of the lead because some of the lead stuff, First of all, if you're deaf, if you're looking like tabs and stuff, it's really hard to figure out the leads and things like that. And if you're trying to mimic that, it's just hard to land on at times. Um, but like main riffs, chord structures, bridges, all that stuff, you know, I can more or less learn it if I put my mind to it. Um, sometimes the tunings may throw me off if I want to, you know, like you said, B sharp or B or A sharp or whatever. I don't really have a guitar yet. I kind of want to buy a baritone, set it up. Oh, for that. one that'll get that low. Yeah. Yeah, that low. That's um, the thing is, a lot of these tunings that I'm finding out the hard way that. You got if you want a guitar that's in. Do you play in drop C? Then you want one you play in drop yeah. D, and then one play standard. You just keep it there. You need four <laughs> guitars, you know. But what I was saying is, like, I I can play guitar. I I just really don't kind of word this like no guitar if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I want to know guitar. Like I want to be able yeah. to. I can take it to the dance and we can dance. But I want to take it to the dance. You know, and then show it a good time, and then be able to take it somewhere else and have yeah. a long relationship, and not just be like. Well, that's the thing is, like, misses, I know, suck but... at guitar, but if I can sit down and read tabs and play what, I'm not gonna say everything, but I can play a lot of stuff because, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but like you said, I want to learn guitar. Yeah. I want to 
fixed technique, and I want to I want to be the best guitar player I can be. So what I was thinking, and I didn't even tell you this prior, but since we're both doing this, because like a lot of it is, I just I mean I really want to learn like theory. You know, I want yeah. to learn even all the systems, all the tricks, all the you know modes, et cetera, et cetera. Like I want to be able to and learn all that and just have it down to muscle memory mm-hmm. and just by ear and sound. So like for instance, I want to maybe end of the year just to see how far we've come because I can get we're not going to play it. I can guarantee this right now. If Chris was like, "Hey man, I want to play key of C right here," um, we're just going to do a four chord structure and you just rip something through it for you know lead for you know ninety seconds. You know, let's just do it. You know. We're not going to be able to do that currently, but I think it'd be cool by the end of the year that we can find a key and just alternate leads through that key. And I'm not just one key. I mean like every key. I feel like well, yeah. we should be able to, cause then, you know, you're going to know the guitar, you're going to learn it. And if we get to the point where we really hopefully write from real stuff and it's just going to be easier. And I think that'd be cool. Put it on the podcast, you know, um, just 90 second, some good chord progression. Throw them some, That'd like be you fun said, modulated drums, like, and then just, just play a little lead through it, and then switch it up, and same thing to you, and vice versa. I just want to be able to do that, so if I can do that, I'm probably going to put it on the podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, and I'm talking about, like, even kind of like challenge yourself. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to give you four chords right here, and you know, I know the key when I'm going to play in. Yeah. It's going to be a four chord. You don't. So play through it, let's say, one measure, and then for you to come in on it. And be like, okay, I know where he's at, and I'm all right. And you know, I'm gonna come in. We're gonna throw some licks in here, and not like, like I said, you're not gonna be technical about it. It's just whatever you're gonna feel at that moment, and then vice versa. So then you turn around and play in a different key, you know, and then I come in on that key instead of hey, play key F, and then I look at my fretboard and find where I need to, you know, start yeah. and and go through it that way. Just be like, oh, I know where he's at. Like I want to get that, you know, far. And then, like you said, if we do a drop C, because then when you do a drop C, of course, every other than your top string or if you do D standard whole standard everything's dropped yeah you know whole note down so then even if you're in the key of a i'm assuming it drops the whole down right so now yeah. you're in g so then it's gonna throw everything off and get to the point to where we know how to go in those alternative tunings and then play that to way, be able yeah. to do the same thing just by you know applying the same theory for e standard more or less all the way through whatever tunings we want to play in and again shred in it you know like I, that's kind of like the goal that's what i want to get to um and the guy that i'm going to like that's all he teaches guitar theory ins and outs relative minors and how et cetera et cetera and a lot of the stuff very rusty on or little knowledge and i'm hoping by the end of the year just and then just throw this out there you know like 15 years from now <laughs> after our guitar guys you know they're died or whatever their hands are all carpal tunneled up and their dexterity's gone you know we just roll in there ourselves 20, 50, 25 lessons, 25 bucks. I'm saying 25 bucks of inflation, guys. Okay. No. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Make a little extra cash ourselves if we learn all this. <laughs> if you're from around where we're from and you listen to this, um, I'm taking lessons at Larry's Music and Sound in Hickory um, by one of the guys he has on retainer there. And you can't beat the money. If it's something you really care about, Yeah, it's awesome. You know. And I've been wanting to take lessons for a long time, but I kind of shot away from it. But now yeah. to the point I don't care. I just and want to be better. We also have disposable income. A little bit, yeah. I know that sounds kind of odd, but some people can't you know, afford it. Exactly. 20 bucks a week, you know, so we currently can. And the guy I'm taking from is Lance something, because in my contact is Lance with guitar beside it. So, <laughs> Mine and is he's Granite Derek Falls. guitar so. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, by the end of the year, we can be completely different better that's, I, that's why I'm at. I just want to be better and also the guy that um 
truthfully, theory, music theory in itself, what is it, eight? Eight notes, right? And it's just repeating from there from octaves. Seven, eight, eight or twelve if you get into the so sharps and flats. If you're looking at, well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. You look at a keyboard, every octave is eight keys. Yeah. And then you yeah. do have your black keys, which are your sharps and flats, depending on, you know, sharps whatever and scale you're the same thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it depends on the scale. So yeah. you can't have, well, regardless. But, and then you just move your octave. So even if you learn that on guitar, you can transition that to a piano if you find your middle C. Yeah. So that's kind of like, even though, I know a lot of people actually do piano first because it's easier because you actually have a visual. Well, all music theory is based around the piano. Yeah, and you so. can actually tangibly move your octaves, yeah. you know, like, um, and you can play your rhythm in your lead with two hands at the same time. You don't have to worry about someone else laying out on you know rhythm track for you, et cetera, et cetera. But that's kind of my goal too. If mm -hmm. we learn this theory, because I have a mandolin, there's no reason why I can't pick up my mandolin. And play. And start playing. With strings and notes. You know, I mean. Yeah, even just basic chord structure, same yeah. thing. Like, so that's kind of like the idea. And maybe, just maybe, let's see if we get the guitar down. I'm gonna buy me a bass sometime this year because the bass. I mean, it'll be a little with a guitar. They're very, you know, intangent, you know, to some extent. So, like, well, our bass is. I mean, guitar. You really. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also big differences in your bass. You gotta get to carry that line, that rhythm. Yeah, you can always, doom, 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 but like. <laughs> If you really, you know, what I'm saying, I gotta really play you a bass line. By the way, you I know, know you're talking crap about breaking Benjamin and stuff, <laughs> but I gotta play you this bass line that I came across the other day in one of their songs. And for whatever reason, it's the only bass line that's ever stuck out to me. If that makes any sense, to what he does, and it's pretty, it's pretty wicked. So we're gonna, we're gonna get the, off here. Some of the best bass lines I've ever heard are in the praise and worship music we play in church. Yeah, if you listen to some of these tracks. It's sick, man. There's some really good ones. But um, just speaking of, learn, you know, I want to give me a bass just so if we're if I'm at home, I actually want to get the same thing as you got something similar, even if you want me to get the same thing, because like I said, I'm very lacking in a lot of the gear stuff. But what are you getting? Same of what? It's talking about the setup we have that oh, you have yeah. for recording stuff. Just so something, if I'm at my house, you can write something. And I want to write something, work. even yeah. with bass. I want to be able to just at least put it down and then just make a massive folder like idea one. And then that's also what I want to learn because. The idea for me is even coming to writing just right now because, you know, truthfully, we've never really dove into it or really tried. And I think we're both at a point now where it's like, let's see if we can push ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that way we can send idea one in key of F major or F sharp or something. F major, key of F sharp. And then you can get it and be like, okay, I like this. You know, I'm going to add, you know, because of course you got a better mindset for the drums anyways. And then you're going to turn around and be like, hey, I got this weird little lick, you know, in this part right here. Even if I have a lick, if I had it myself, you can be like, well, I can remove his. I had mine just to see what just it see is, what you it know. Sounds like, yeah. And just kind of build on it that way and, you know, just things along those lines. So there are some of the gear, you know, I haven't done much research on it. I'll probably use, you know, Chris for a lot of that stuff when it comes to buying that. Well, and then by the end of the year, it'd be kind of cool if we can put out. To get the basic of what I know, have right here, even if you don't buy the Will Putney suite, you have a Mac? I do, but, well, not really. It's blown up. The battery blew up years ago. It has to be plugged in to Well, if, to it, run. if it'll plug in and work, that's fine. Yeah. Logic's $200. I'm sure it runs on Windows, though. Logic, no, that's an Apple program. Really? Logic is only hmm. Logic Pro 10. Um, the Focusrite interface I have, you can buy one used. Like I said, that way, and with Logic, like I did, like I did last week on that little short episode, that amp I was playing through yeah. was in Logic. Gotcha. So 
you can we can write songs with the amps in Logic and send back and forth yeah. that way. So literally, you need a computer, a guitar, a guitar cable, interface, and Logic to yeah. to match. I mean, I have more stuff than that, but right. but that, I mean, that's add, add the most basic setup. You know, because truthfully, I'm gonna wait, and I've we've talked about this before too as well. And gear is fun and all, and I love buying. I always buy big gear, so guitars because I just love guitars. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, I don't really get into the pedals that much right now or any of that stuff. But at the end of the day, as you kind of just alluded to, a lot of it is just technique and playing. You can have the best guitar ever in the world and barely know how to play it, and it's, it doesn't matter. Okay, you can have a... one of the crappiest guitars in the world and know how to play it, and it sounds. And example, I know we talked about Shimani earlier. He played, I can't remember what song it is, but a Metallica song on a Hello Kitty guitar. <laughs> and, of course, you can tell it's a Hello Kitty guitar, but the dude played it. And yeah. I'm like, God, that's ridiculous, you know? There's so, a YouTube channel I watch you should look into. It's called the JHS Show. That's um, a JHS Pedals. He's the Josh, the guy that started the company and everything. He um, does a, blog, a vlog. And he does, I mean, it's so informative. It's fun to listen to. Yeah. He did a video yesterday i watched it last night about um expensive gear versus cheap gear what is better what is and his first rig was and and every guitar was a 335 style guitar a clean amp and a a pedal or two he uh the first set first expensive setup everything was fifteen thousand dollars he ran a I don't even know what brand guitar it is. It was one of the most beautiful guitars I've ever seen. $6,000. <laughs> Dang. The amp was a hand-built amp out of California. It was like 6000 He ran a Strymon Volante tape delay pedal, which is $400, and something else. But his whole setup was like fifteen grand. That's Middle crazy. setup was a Gibson ES335, 2010 model, I think. Uh, it was beautiful, too. A... Probably just a dot too, not the actual inlay <laughs> for inlays. No, it was a real, it was an American made Gibson. Well, the dots are, I haven't figured it out, but have you seen the ES335? It's like $600 difference, and all it says is dot because the uh, fret inlays are dots instead of the actual like Gibson, what is it called? Trapezoid looking. Yeah, the trapezoid. Well, anyway, he did that, and um, this setup was like two grand, and then he did a setup for like did I want to say it was like 250 bucks? He bought a $139 guitar off the off of Amazon. It was, I mean, it looked nice, but he said you can tell it's not even in the same universe as that yeah. other guitar. I played it through a cheap $40 pedal. The amp was actually an amp in, in a pedal casing, ran out <laughs> through a cab. Okay. Um, this guy's got all kinds of crazy junk, but the setup was like $200, and it sounded great. Yeah. And he's like, do they sound the same? No. Are they comparable? No. But as long as you're having fun playing guitar, <laughs> play it. Yeah. You know? And it was pretty interesting, like, yeah. what he was... And that, I mean, that's my idea. That's why I want to I take lessons. Like, yeah. I want to get that down before I go into maybe my next big purchase. Other than I really feel like I'm getting a bass this year and probably Dude, a bigger I paid, a, I paid 180 bucks for yeah. that one. It's not expensive. Because I just want one to... I see about doing acoustic hybrid, so that way I can just play anywhere I want. I can plug it up if I want, but I really have not made that decision yet. But um, and I really want a baritone guitar. 
just because, like you were talking about, like I want to get it. I, I can't remember the tuning because they call it, I think, like B standard or B something and just put it right there. So that way, because I have a guitar that can go drop C, but if I put it in the B, then if I want to go another half step down and play it in A uh, sharp, I can. Or if I want to go a half step up, go a half step up and play in the B sharp. So that I can get that low end spectrum of songs that if I want to learn how to play or if we want to learn how to write in. Because it would be kind of cool by year end if we were able to apply all this, maybe we can just come up with two to three songs of like bystander kind of sound or something super heavy, you know, drop A or whatever you want to do. Then like two or three songs and, you know, drop C, kind of generic anthemic rock, you know, using that sound. And then maybe like two or three songs and standard half step down, you know, punk thrash. And then, and then our country album. Yeah, then standard, like I said, and then just do some like country. Well, actually a lot of country, I believe, plays whole step down, don't they? A lot, I mean, it kind of depends. Like Tyler, my buddy that plays yeah. in Nashville, he tunes not whole his, step, half step. Sorry, and he tunes his guitar like a million times because they play all these different songs. He yeah. said it's anything. I think that's true too, because like even if because I can tune my guitar to open G, which I love. Open G is a beautiful tuning, but it throws everything out the door right now for me. Other than how to play the songs that I know how to play. That's in higher than standard, right? It's no. real high. No, it's not. No, your G. So open G, you tune your top one to D. So it'd be D, G, D, your top three strings. So every Apple. Yeah, because the A goes down, I think, to G. Your D stays the same. I can't remember. And then your actually lower E drops down to D, too. I think your B maybe stays the same as well. And well open G, G is a G chord, right? Yeah. Just, just like open G. So that's probably what a lot of bluegrass players play when they play with banjos because banjos, the, I think banjos the standard tuning for a banjo yeah. is open G. That's what it is. But I'm just saying, like, even being able to write something in that and then apply lead into that because, again, you throw yeah. in so much. And then open D5. Now, that one is a higher tuning, even though your top D is um, drop, but it's D A D D. So taking that B string and tuning it two whole steps up to D, yeah. broke a lot of strings doing that. So thanks, Mark Tremonti. If you're out there, maybe you can <laughs> reimburse me. Give a us a bit. shout out. Join our podcast for a minute because he actually plays a couple of songs in open uh, D5. But yeah, that's, I mean that's kind of my outlook for the year. I want to get better, learn more, let the gear come after. You know. Yeah, I'm sure Megan's tired of me spending money on stuff I don't need. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. But I am lucky. She's also to the point of she really doesn't, as far as I know, doesn't care because she knows we're okay you know what i'm saying i'm blessed to have a little bit of income that i can spend on stuff like that um but all right so we're coming towards the end here but it's been two weeks i don't know if you listened to the album i gave him for our review but i listened to three songs off the album he gave me (laughs) and i even my fiance who she likes pop music said this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, it's that bad? It's really bad. It's the That's interesting. It's, it's the, the soundtrack to the Birds of new Birds of Prey movie. And Megan goes, this makes me not want to watch that movie. That's ironic. I mean, that movie is probably the best DC movie, too, that I've heard. So well, The soundtrack yeah. is butt. <laughs> it's terrible, man. Yeah, well. Give That's, me something I'm going to like this time, all right? <laughs> you killed it with the Billy Strings, and everything else has been terrible. Give me something good here. Yeah, I didn't actually get to listen to – is it Tyler Carter? Was that his name? Tyler Childers. Childers, You're yeah. that's That's your homework. You're staying with yeah. him because that album is amazing. Right, I'll find you something real quick. I, I'm picking it for me. I'm picking the new Amity Affliction album. No, that's not happening. We can both do that one. <laughs> I kind of feel like 
doing the Biffy because he's modern rock to some extent, but they're a three-piece band and they have such a big sound for a three-piece band. Um, I just don't know which album. And yeah, let's do Biffy because B I F F Y. Yeah, B I F F Y Clyro, and do the album Opposites. Um, and some of the big ones you can start off the probably with the song that got me hooked on the Black Chandelier is probably one of the big ones. You may have actually heard it. Sounds like Balloons is a really good album, but or a good song on that one. And then probably my favorite off the album is Biblical, which I believe may have been their first single or second single off that one, and that one's really cool too. And this just got good messages. And um, the guy, Simon something, I don't know if you listen to Good Charlotte. I, I mean, I did this. back in the day. Heck yeah, I did. But they had an album out in like 2016, I think. I don't know. It's been um, 10, 12 years since I've listened to them. But he was featured on one of their songs. And it's a really, it's a good song. But um, yeah, try Biffy, Clyro, Opposites. And like I said, he is, he's their main guitarist. I think they don't play with any kind of rhythm. So it's just him. But he still throws lead in there. Um, and he does the whole kind of almost blinkish, not I'll say blinkish. My friend that turned me on to him, he was like, this reminds me of blink, but it's not necessarily reminds me of blink, but he'll go from clean to heavy, clean to heavy, clean to heavy, you know, kind of stuff like that. So pretty dynamic. All right. Yours is Tyler Childers country squire. It's his new album. It's, it's amazing, man. The guy's so talented. He's so good. And it fits right in with your, Americana style of music you like. So that's what I'm talking about. So that's all we have for today, guys. Everyone, please, please, please go check out Bystander. Uh, they're really good. I think you'll really enjoy them, especially if you're into some heavier music. Um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll greatly appreciate it. Uh, but that's all we have for today. And before the sign off, though, you can find where can we find you at? Other what? than the side stage Twitter? What is it? What's I don't even handle? remember. Just hit me up no. on there. I'm well, on mine, there all the time. I don't think mine's at panfan992. That's Panthers because I'm North Carolina Homer. Um, also, if y'all hear this and y'all have any ideas for top fives every week, we're open to it. Shoot us and we'll do our own power ranking on what you want us to do <laughs> of top five. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. Go listen to Bystander. See ya. <laughs>